0: Yo, yo, yo! It's Nirvana, and welcome to Contemplations in Nirvana, an essence of God's Space radio um, show. Anyway, so I was just thinking, you know, the eclipse, the solar eclipse is in Cancer today. On the 17th of July, it's going to be in Capricorn, and things are really interesting, things are mad interesting, and I'm super excited because of the emotional growth out of toxic patterns, but also the realization of why those toxic patterns existed. I don't necessarily ab- agree or believe in um, completely bashing a cycle, um, because all cycles are necessary in some way, shape, or form, but... um. I do believe in finding the value of things that happen and finding the reasons why they happen so that, you know, progressive change can happen. And, um, you know, I really got to thinking about this book that I've been reading about addiction and it's called How to Break Your Addiction to a Person. And I would like to um, commend myself in the manner in which I've been relating to the people in my life. Shout out to you, Nirvana, because there has been much progress. The reason I, I I bring this up is because, you know, I think that oftentimes it's not drugs for others, right? Oftentimes it's people, right? And the moment that you are ad- are in a- an addictive cycle one is very susceptible to being addicted to anything that can trigger a high and you don't really know what trigger your highs unless you know you're extremely attentive but what I'm saying is that it's very important for us to be able to discern what is love and what is um, addiction and Addiction is more so within the what instead of the... Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. What I'm saying is addiction is more in the how than the what. And, um yeah, I mean, you know, there's something, this idea by Howard Halperin called um attachment hunger when, you know we crave and and here's the thing here's the thing that makes an addiction really like toxic is that you're in a constant state of craving and you're constantly chasing the first high i mean it's like even when you get some you're wanting more and it's very important to know where those cravings come from right so um there's this lady who wrote a book called Women Who Love Too Much. I'm trying to remember her name. But once I do, I'll put it on, up on my socials. And she said that every relationship is based on the relationship you have with your parents, right? So, um, I mean, kids are kind of put on an emotional intelligence pedestal, you know, I can understand the preserving the inner child thing, the innocence and sincerity that is often um, uh, attached to being a child. But also, I think we forget how children also have what we like to call malefic qualities or malefic emotions they experience that like intense fear jealousy possession hunger for power and oftentimes you know growing up we do not address the fact that these things it's just oh it's just a child just kids which is you know i can understand why um there is a level of compassion that i feel people are trying to inspire in each other when dealing with children and i absolutely agree that there should be compassion when dealing with children i think maybe there should be compassion dealing with anyone and everyone right so and that can translate into many different ways but what i'm what what um i'm really trying to get at is you know children need to be taught certain children need to be taught, um, emotional intelligence, right, I hope what I'm saying is right, what I'm saying is children need to be coached, mentored into being emotionally intelligent, right, into understanding their emotions, into being the driver of the car instead of letting, you know, the emotion be the driver of their car, because, you know, Your parents leaving you to go to work could have been a very traumatizing thing. And those issues need to be addressed. More so, something that was extremely violent can be traumatizing. And that can cause within a person a need, a a thirst that cannot, that has, not that cannot be quenched. But what I'm saying is that has not been quenched. very important that we begin to interrogate our relationship with our parents especially when we were younger um and not romanticize those ideas you know romanticize the fact that you know it's it's real special that we have parents right it's real special it's real special some of the things that they've gone through and were able to go through to have us where we are right now real special not denying the fact that we need to be grateful but to avoid romanticizing the things to a space where growth is no longer possible because we've boxed our experience into something that is unreal or away from the truth of what it was, right? If it was painful, and even if it was a tiny thing that was painful, that pain needs to be addressed because that pain means something. Pain demands our attention, right? It's like, here, you need to pay attention to this thing going on right here, right? So, yeah, I'm so excited for cancer season. I think it's just amazingly beautiful. I know people have been scared, but like, you know, it's definitely an opportunity to delve into one's emotions and, um, Figure out all the love stuff, but with oneself, you know? Um, also, what I'm finding is the health in placing boundaries, and I speak, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not prescribing um, boundary-making to a specific race only, right? I know that people are people, and, you know, but what I've noticed is that um, black families... And boundaries guys something that's very important as a millennial generation or not even just Millennials people as black people with families we need to start reinforcing our boundaries as well as respecting the boundaries of the people that we love our family right it goes always it goes all the ways where we need to conscientize ourselves to um people's preferences within our families. It's important because we need to start validating our positions and each other's positions in safety within our cocoons, our cocoons where we are meant to be nurtured. There's nothing worse than being conditioned to not... There's nothing worse than being conditioned not to prefer what you already preferred just for the convenience of someone else so that they can feel a type of way and then it's done. You know, like I think that um, I, I read a tweet by Mariam Harasam, I think, on Twitter, and she was saying that, you know, you can make your children... Um, be all the way submissive and they can be good quote-unquote good children but what you're conditioning is a child in society that is scared to challenge authority or to even become authoritative and if even if they were to become the chances are that it becomes toxic because they're trying to quench a thirst that was not you know um yeah, some very interesting topics. I also think that, you know, um, I read another tweet that said we need to normalize ma- uh, apologizing to children a lot more. And that's important because children become adults. Yeah. I'm sorry needs to be a part of our dialect, and more so than I'm sorry changed behavior towards the thing that wouldn't in, in in incite the sorry, you know. Um, it's my it's my interesting because <clears throat> it's my interesting because you know I found myself almost loathing the fact that I feel it type of way towards a certain behavior from close family members. Um, there's, there is a danger in, in role playing. So it, there's a danger in classifying ourselves as one type of thing, right? Because then we're unable to evolve and to even explore the different facets of ourselves in safety, and also it it becomes, uh, I don't want to say impossible, but almost impossible to improve through the criticism or input of, and feedback of other people, right, of other people's experiences of you, because you've classified yourself as this kind of person. Oh, or, you know, I fi- what I find very interesting, you know, like the partners that I've broken up with in 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 the in the past like people that i've dated and then just just they've fallen on to the wayside and i don't speak to them ever again like i've found that you know they have a tendency of typecasting people for their personal comfortability right so oh usbanban is a good person so and so is a good person i'm like okay cool that's wonderful that's wonderful great Okay, but certain behaviors don't speak to what you've just type that person into. And because you've type that person into that, you know, box, it becomes almost impossible to engage with you in safety about certain uncomfortabilities I or other people may be experiencing. Or even themselves because you're already like, they are. And I think that's very limiting, right even our ideas of possibilities like think of the possibilities i almost feel we've typecast that as well so for example um in in my zulu culture you don't say an elderly person is drunk which is tagiw. you don't say you you say Ukatel, right Ukatele, right there are, and katele in direct translation means tired, right? Ukatele, the euphemisms. And I and I can, you know, really acknowledge the fact that that respect is needed. But what I'm trying to question and challenge is, you know, the validity in a society that's quite rapidly disintegrating at the same time progressing forward. Um, it's It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, where, you know, I I just wonder how far the euphemism goes, whether we're able to deal with our problems as black families head on without feeling as though we're being disrespected or that our positions are threatened and to also be able to let go of these ideas of positions because it's role play. And oftentimes, with role play, there's not much room for honesty and growth, right? No denying that certain times, oftentimes, there needs to be some form of structure, but open dialogue needs to take place. Let that structure be safety, okay? Let it be safety. Let us be able to communicate with each other in safety, and use safe words, and get to the, the cutting truth, but also not just put the salt in the wound, but if the disinfectant is salt water, be able to put that on us, right, and bandage the wound, and then move forward. Okay, um, I hope you enjoyed that and I love you, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.